choosing a beginning. I left you at the end of last week, perhaps slightly depressed and disappointed. That's certainly my reaction when I realised I couldn't keep on cycling and I couldn't cycle into China. I couldn't enter China. That my whole trip. Its namesake, Bristol to Beijing, was not going to be possible. wasn't going to be possible for the next six months, the next year. We had got a message, an email back from the Chinese embassy in London saying Luke would be welcome to come to China once the COVID situation had stabilised. And from everyone I had spoken to, that situation was not going to stabilise or be deemed to have been stabilised for many months, probably only after the party conference in November. Now, actually, I find these sorts of situations relatively straightforward and easy when a big upset occurs when your chain your your plans have to change drastically i think this is this started when i was diagnosed with cancer because there is something huge that comes along smashes you sideways and every assumption about how you're going to live your life every plan that you have it has to change being diagnosed with cancer was 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 super super tough and to make those mental adjustments was really really difficult but i think having done it once it's made it significantly easier for me to do it again the other great example was when covid-19 first happened in march 2020 when i was in germany and i realized i wouldn't be able to con- i wasn't going to be able to continue my ride i'd have to come back to the uk I actually found it a very easy adjustment because I realized immediately that the cycle ride isn't possible. Riding my dream to China is not possible right now. Well, moping about it isn't going to help. So what am I going to do instead? And now here in, well, I'll let you into a secret here in the UK, it is it is a similar thought process that it is clear that I cannot get into China right now. There is no point worrying about it. There's no point being disappointed. What am I going to do instead? That is the key thing to throw my energies into. And as an aside, the bit that I find really difficult is when the plan and the situation changes subtly and softly and slowly. Because then you don't know that there's a big challenge that you kind of have to work out by a process of like, ah, oh, this is a bit more difficult than I thought. Why is this more difficult? Like, this should be easy. I find that process much more difficult. But a big challenge that comes out of nowhere, I'm like, right, this is challenge time. Let's crack on. So I'm going to tell you about what I'm cracking on with. However, before I do so, I'd like to say that in contrast to flying back from Tajikistan with my tandem, 
which probably knocked off five years of my life from the amount of stress that it caused, which might mean that I should be dead by now, frankly. Flying back from India was blissfully straightforward. And this was in large part down to Tom. Tom, as usual, was thinking ahead, was resourceful, and sent out an email to Virgin Atlantic saying, hey, there's this cycle ride that I'm involved with. It's for charity. He's got a bloody big bike. Is there any chance that you can help us out here? And Virgin very kindly got back in contact and said, yeah, like we we will waive the 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 tandem cost uh buy your ticket and we'll sort everything out at the airport and i tell you what it was amazing it was blissful that we turned up with this massive tandem box which weighed 45 kilos and they knew it was coming they said oh you must be luke the man with the big bike <laughs> i said yes that's me and like, right, well, just, you know, we'll put the baggage tag on, we'll take it over to oversized baggage, we'll put it through. Like, no stress, like, no friction whatsoever. It was mind-blowingly, wonderfully easy. So I just want to say a huge thanks to Virgin, because you guys actually, like, saved my life, because I really think if I lost another five years from stress, like, I, I wouldn't have made it back to the UK. We arrived in Heathrow. And you know what? I now see London in a totally different light. London is a miracle. Like, how on earth does London exist? You have like 15 million people living in close proximity together. And yet the air is clean. It's crisp. There's no litter anywhere. There are parks, there are green spaces. Like, this city is remarkable because having cycled through Pakistan, India, and Bangladesh, I no longer take these things for granted because the cities were constantly noisy and chaotic and the traffic was always in thick jams packed with cyclists and motorcyclists and buses and lorries and cars. The, the, the air was, was filthy. There were no green spaces. So for London to exist, for me, it's kind of like mind blowing. Like, how can a city this size be this nice? And of course, part of the answer lies in rules and regulations and the cost of living, because all of this requires money to keep things clean and to enforce standards and for people to buy cars with better catalytic converters. But, Long story short, I came to London and I thought, wow, what a place. Like, what a place. I think it's fair to say I've come back to the UK with with a greater appreciation of what it is. Um, though it's not without its quirks and its flaws, of course. Um, when I was building the bike in Heathrow Car Park, we had about five or six people come up to us and say, by the way, you know you can't get the tandem out of Heathrow because you can't get it under the tunnel, under the runway. There, there are no bikes allowed. Now, Mike, 
who some of you might remember as my wonderful friend and filmmaker, and together we are producing a documentary film of the ride. He had joined me to capture my tears at Heathrow Airport and laugh. A a joke. Mike would never laugh at me. He's the most wonderful human being. Anyway, he had come with me to, to cycle back to London and he went off to the information desk and we were told, well, you can get the bike um, in one of the long stay car park buses and that won't be a problem. So we built the bike. We went to one of the long stay buses and they said, no chance. No, no, no. You can't possibly put a bike on this bus. Just not possible. Let's not go into details of how much space there was because there was plenty. So it didn't really leave us with very many options, but to go for the tunnel. So Mike and I, with a little bit, certainly I had a bit of trepidation. I was expecting like, you know, two police cars, a big barrier, someone like checking to see whether you were a car or a bicycle. Anyway, we approached the the tunnel under the runway. There was admittedly some sign and I couldn't quite make out the details of what it said. We were just going past it too quickly. Um, but there didn't seem to be any obstruction or barrier to us going going beneath the runway. And so we bombed it through the tunnel and we came out the other side. And I tell you what, I've done much worse tunnels in Lahore, Delhi, Dakar, Lucknow. No, I mean Patna. I haven't even been to Lucknow, but Patna. Um, but it was a dose of being back in the UK where rules are everywhere and they're important that they are followed. And another thing I noticed was the roads or traffic. Because of course in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh, it's chaos all the time. Everywhere anyone is doing something unexpected. Whether it's a cow taking a nap in the middle of the road, whether it's a Golgape street vendor just stepping out from his stool, whether it's a motorbike coming in the opposite direction, everyone is doing crazy stuff all the time. So you are constantly on edge. You're constantly looking around. However, in the UK, it's ordered. It's pretty mundane the traffic most of the time you don't need to be super vigilant and focused for about 99% of the time but in the UK in that 1% of the time there'll be some idiot who like cuts you up out of nowhere some some white van driver some car driver who just absolutely has to overtake a lane of traffic and so in some ways there's a false sense of security about British roads And actually, you need to be just as vigilant, but you just don't know when the problem is going to arise. So you might be wondering by this point, why on earth is Luke sounding so positive? By rights, he he shouldn't be. And he's also promised to tell us about a new beginning. Well, this is it. 3,272 kilometres of my cycle ride to Beijing remain through China. Those are the unfinished kilometers, which I am not able to cycle because China is closed. So my big plan, which I am going to be doing in the months of May and June, is cycling those 3,272 kilometers 
on Chris the Tandem in the centre of London on a turbo and inviting everyone who's passing by, every single Londoner, to come and join me and help me cycle these final 3,272 kilometers. And you know what? To me, this is a super exciting idea because what what is the purpose of this ride? What is the point of it? It's to include different people. It's to share this journey with as many different people as possible. It's to have an adventure. And also what I'm discovering, what I'm excited about is showing that you can have an adventure in your home country, in your home city, if I can call London that. And so I am super excited that between the 21st of May and the 19th of June, I'm going to be cycling in various locations around the centre of London, inviting different people to join me on the back, whether that's for five minutes or probably not, but five hours to help me cycle my final journey to Beijing. And what's also exciting for me is that this is a way of hitting our fundraising goals. We've already raised an amazing 100,000, £110,000 for our Fantastic Four charities, which is Young, Young Lives versus Cancer, Teenage Cancer Trust, Move Against Cancer, 5K Your Way, and Trek Stock. We're going to be able to raise hopefully a ton more money for our wonderful charities, but we're also going to be able to reach so many more people. And so this is why I'm excited. This is why I can come back to the UK, having not got to Beijing and say, actually, I am now going to finish this cycle ride in the in the spirit in which it was started. And the spirit in which it was started was to say, I want to have fun. I want to have a set of varied experiences. I want to have an impact on the world around me. I want to share this journey. And you know what? All of this is possible in the UK. I would love for all of you listening to this to come and join me on my journey, to be part of it, to be part of this final chapter on my journey from Bristol to Beijing.